Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It's Wednesday, April 28th. This is Michael, and I'm here with Robin. Robin, how are you? Welcome to Drive Through HR this week. You doing okay? Uh, I am doing good. It's uh, it's another another week, another month almost over, um, uh, which I like literally cannot believe. I feel like 2021 just started, but uh, but here we are, and I'm glad to lift my head out of a spreadsheet that I've added in for the last hour. Uh, or so. Yeah, spreadsheets. I drove I drove home from Palm Beach this morning back to back to Tampa, so that was that was better than a spreadsheet, although not much. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So have you hit have you hit ninety yet over there in Louisiana? We're headed there this weekend, um, from what I hear. We are uh, supposedly hitting ninety today. Ah, so. okay. Well, then you'll, yep. you'll be in the boat on the weekend, barring rain. Cool. So anyway, I, I told our guest about our witty banter. That was about as witty, witty as I'm getting today. But let's, <laughs> let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Our guest today is uh, Cassie Whitlock. Cassie's the director of HR at Bamboo, at the, the director of HR at Bamboo HR, a software company. Cassie, welcome to Drive Through HR. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Michael and Robin. I'm excited to join you. And uh, yeah. uh, I have to say, I'm I'm a spreadsheet lover. So, Robin, wow, let's get you back to that spreadsheet. That's I'm, I'm going to give you, you get, some access on the on the old Google Drive here when we're done. Maybe we can, we can get on get it. you on a Zoom call and you can share share the screen yep. and have fun all day long. Yeah, it's like they're like my worst nightmare, Cassie. Cassie, where do you live? I, I failed, in the pre-show, I failed to ask. Where, where are you physically located at? Um, I am in Utah and live right up against the Wasatch Mountains. And I just, I love nice. it. I'm a, I'm a mountain lover. And so just love it here. It's gorgeous. That's, uh, you know, it's gorgeous. Utah is, Utah is gorgeous and it's highly underrated as a, as a state, I think, by a lot of people who, especially from our side of the the country uh, over here on the east. I don't think they appreciate it as much as they should. But glad, good. Glad well, to, glad we to are dry, out. right? But right. I like yeah. to say I'm a desert creature, and I love it. But you're not you're not super hot like Vegas, though, right? I mean, it's it's a lot more Colorado-ish or whatever, and so the it's temperate, Correct. nice. You have four seasons, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's not talk about Utah weather, though. Let's talk about employee resource groups. So let's get started on our our, our sort of informal list of questions. So I guess for the for the benefit of our listeners who will download the show and and to learn about employee resource groups, why don't you first introduce yourself and tell us what you do with Bamboo HR. For sure. Uh, Like you mentioned, I work with Bamboo HR, and we are an HR software company, but we also participate in helping HR professionals be more successful. So like our discussion today, we're out there talking about the important things and topics that we as HR professionals deal with every day. Um, I'm part of our, our leadership team and helping to drive success of the organization, and I really spend a lot of my time focused on organizational behavior, culture, and change management. And, of course, this last year plus, as we've gone through an an unprecedented global pandemic that did not come with a handbook or guide, uh, there's been a lot of change management. And I think you all can relate to that. 
Mm, definitely. Yeah, we uh, oh, yes. and we've talked to many other people about it and probably have used the word unprecedented and unprecedented number of times. And it's just, we, we mm-hmm. point, I was like, I can't say it anymore. Um, so so what, what, what we were going to specifically focus on with you today is the topic of employee resource groups and kind of what they are, but also you have some, I think, some interesting insights and, and thoughts to offer on how, how in today's really heavily emphasized world of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how people can maybe make better use of employee resource groups if that's something they have in place, and if not, maybe how to help them get started. So what, let's jump into that conversation, maybe with starting out with what your definition of what an employee resource group is and what, what they're sort of designed to do. Yeah, well, um, so employee resource groups originally started back in the 1960s, and it was really around equality in the workplace, which it's I bring that up because look at the times we're in right now, right? Mm-hmm. That is an ongoing, urgent conversation. And so, mm-hmm. you know, one of the questions I have is, are we, are we having an impact with ERGs or are we potentially leaving results on the table un, unutilized and, un, and that aren't really benefiting our employees and, and tapping into that? And, and I think people usually lean into ERGs in a couple of areas. One, it's a way that we focus on diversity needs in organizations, but it's also a place for community and connection. And, and so folks will do it in a lot of different ways, but I, I think consistently we, we see those types of implementations within organizations. And, and of course, there's always that, that professional development and do we have groups that support success? Um, and, and sometimes we merge them together, right, where we're heavily mm-hmm. focused on professional development related to an, an aspect of diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, go ahead, Robin. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was so. So I guess just if you could come back to the one piece. If if somebody doesn't have a, a, an employee resource group in play right now and they're interested, like what should they think about? Like just say, like, can you give us a, a couple of tips on how to get started if this is something new? Yeah. Um. I I like to use the model of kind of mission, vision, values. That's used on usually a corporate or business entity level. But I think it's important here, whenever you're starting something new within your organization, do you have a strong purpose statement? And with that, does it align to your organization's goals and mission? Because if you don't have it codified, and if you aren't making sure that it really comes back to the business, then it kind of gets lost in the middle of doing work. And while there's, you know, maybe some excitement and and good intentions there, does it really not achieve the outcomes that are available to you? Mm-hmm. So having a strong purpose statement and alignment to your business goals and then stepping back and getting real honest with ourselves as does it provide real value or is it a lot of talk and maybe a bit of walk, but no real results. So how are you going to measure success? What are, what are the outcomes that you want to see? Uh, I like to think through a start, stop, continue, right? What are the new things that we would see happening? What are things that would stop happening? Um, what are things that we want to build on that are already going on? And 
think about it from a strategic, you know, go forward. What do we want to come with us and what do we want to leave behind us as we embark on a new a new adventure together? Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks a lot. Robin, jump in. Yeah, no, you know, uh, I think that's interesting and here, as a kind of an aside, but I'm living it right now. Um, you know, we have a fairly, for, for my my company, we're, we're, you know, small consulting firm. Um, and, you know, we have a fairly, we've done the work in the past, right? Mission, vision, values, here's what we are, here's what we do, here's here's why we exist. Um, but we're doing a reevaluation of it right now, which I think is really, um, you, you know, kind of like you said, it, it, you got to look at that to inform any of your decisions. Um, but I think too, there are far too few companies that really stop and take a look at those mission, vision, values, and, and kind of that purpose on a regular basis. You know, we kind of put the stuff out there and we just, oh, there it is. And before you know it, 10 years have passed. And yeah. things aren't 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 real anymore. And so we we last did this exercise about two years ago, and we're we're doing a refresh right now, and we're actually in the process of 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 doing. And it's kind of hard work, right? To kind of sit. Yeah. What are we about? Are we still doing the same things? You know, you know, our core beliefs the same, how we operate the same. Um, and I love that kind of stuff um, because it just makes you makes you think. So I kind of got off on a tangent there, but I, that's such a foundation. Um, and yes, certainly for any DE and I work, or um, you know, don't go and set up a committee as we're talking about committees just for setting up a committee. Um, yeah. So yeah. And so to, there, I, there I wandered off. Into, yeah. So to lean into some of your comments, I think approaching ERGs or or anything like this where you're trying to um, support and design and drive organizational behavior is approach it through an experimenting mindset, right? Are you iterating? Are you trying small things, testing, getting results? And, you know, it's the idea of use kind of the bullets, not cannonballs from the Great by Choice book. Um, are yeah. you doing it small enough that you can actually step back and, and adjust when, when you see results? Maybe it's what you want and maybe it's not. And the reality mm-hmm. is the company's evolving. And so if you kind of lock and load your programs, they're going to get outdated really, really fast. Like let's take, for example, the, the pandemic, right? Um, our organization was very fortunate. We turned on a dime and in 24 hours we had 100% of our employees remote up and working and successful it was kind of like not a big deal for us but mm-hmm. then you start to deal with wait a minute we're now interacting differently we're, we need new tools and resources to help facilitate great work happening every day and, and how are we going to do this but if we just step back and said hey our tech stack is fine we're good to go then we wouldn't have been really supporting employees in the way they need. And, and that's at the heart of an ERG is how mm-hmm. are we helping our employees successful? And, and we have to evolve with their evolving needs. Yep. So kind of, kind of building on that, um, there, there can be pros and cons to, to ERGs. Um, and you know, perhaps we'll dive into the uh, uh, the updates from Basecamp uh, this week uh, mm. around their sort of ERG type committees. But 
Um, when when you look at, an, at, a, at a company setting up an ERG, um, we've highlighted some of the good things, and there's probably a few more. What are the things to watch out for? What are the potential oh, cons? Yeah, exactly. And and there are always pros and cons, and it's going to look different in different organizations. But the patterns that I've seen as I meet with other HR leaders and you know explore what they're doing and, and what their learnings are is if done wrong, ERGs can unintentionally create exclusivity and exclusion rather than inclusion, mm-hmm. which might feel so contrary. So I, I met with an HR leader once, and they were talking about a, a women in leadership ERG that they were launching. And they were excited about empowering and elevating their female workforce. And I was like, I love it. I'm all for it. Um, yep. As it went on, they realized we have a problem here. And one of those clarion moments they had is one of their male employees approached this HR leader and said, hey, I, I am all about empowering women in the workforce, and I want to know how I can help. I want to do my part, but I don't feel like I'm allowed to participate because it's kind of been built, marketed, and, and classified as hmm. females only. Mm-hmm. And it was just a wake-up moment of, hey, we need to shift this. Yes, let's continue to support leadership growth in our female employees, but it has to be more of a we do this. We all come together. You know, at the end of the day, I don't think it does us any favors to isolate a group so much that all they're doing is interfacing with themselves because that's not mm-hmm. the real world. The reality mm-hmm. is, as you come out of that group or the activity or whatever that experience is, and you're going back into a much more diverse organization and community and social experience, and are we empowering people for that, or are we only focusing on that um, kind of, this is what we have in commonality, and then you kind of hyper I don't know, it becomes this hyper-focus point within your organization and it can start yeah. to create accidental social circles. And then all of a sudden, yes, you have diversity in your organization, but there's no inclusion. Right, right. Right? It's this group that's the same as here together and this group that's the same as here together and, and it, you know, and the two do not pass. No, I do, you know, and I, I, I do think, because, you know, conversations I've had with people um, and some of the learnings that they've had as well. Um, I think there are some groups um, that may be classified as an ERG, may be classified as something else within the organization, but sometimes there's a, a group that may be needed that's a safe space so that yeah. um, employees of color um, don't feel that they have to be educating their white coworkers type of thing if, if it's a group. Sometimes they just need a safe – a group of employees may need a, kind of a safe space to tell it like it is with each other, with each other um, and not, yeah. not feel that they have to be educating everybody else. Uh, you know, that's the, the one situation I've, uh, you know, I've heard come up quite a few times. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, let's be inclusive – in the name of inclusion, do we become more exclusionary? Uh, yeah, that's that's a big yeah. one. Well, and to your point, that is one of the 
powerful pros of having ERGs, right, is a place where a person's experience and needs cannot just be heard but validated, and then hopefully it's going to that next step, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not this place of here's my problems and you walk away frustrated and your problems still exist, but what can we do to create change? And yep. that's where, again, going back to having purpose statements and a vision behind your groups can bring clarity and help the group feel empowered to create new outcomes. That's the whole point of why they're coming together is to make something mm-hmm. better. So let's empower that so that we can move beyond talk and into action and real change. Yep, yep. Yep. Now, how does – so, you know, that's kind of big picture. Um, you know, you're you're also an in-house HR leader as well. I, by the way, I love when we have HR leaders from – HR tech and or service companies because I just I, I just think it's such a fabulous perspective. Um, as an in-house HR leader um, and at Bamboo HR as an employer, what are what are some things that you've done w- with respect to ERGs? Yeah, well, we've actually taken a, a rather different approach, um, and it's not better, it's not worse. It's really an approach that is tightly aligned and correlated to um, our mission and purpose. We're, we're here to do great work. We're here to help HR people do great work. And so with that, we've kind of adopted a different approach. And what do I mean by that? We've really looked at building kind of company-wide infrastructure around being better humans. So maybe tipping away from affinity groups, not excluding those, but tipping more towards what we all have in common. Uh, So think Maslow's hierarchy of needs. As we walk through that pyramid, we recognize that different subsets of employees are going to have different needs and wants within each kind of level of the pyramid. And, And so what we're trying to do is where we can, find those threads that everyone has in common, and that's where our company-wide structures are are coming in. But then we also put it back into kind of the day-to-day. What do I mean by that? Um, As we talk about how do we help our employees become better people, uh, we look at it through our benefits programs. We look at it through our onboarding program, and we're finding places within those motions to lean into, listen to, understand, and provide real motion for change for different groups and and different needs within the organization. So one of the things that we lean heavily on is teaching our culture and values, but we do it through experiences and talking about how to communicate better. We we have a, a Be Open class that I teach every month for new hires. And we get into the weeds and we have people practicing and and we do a similar one for leadership that challenges our leaders to be more effective. Um, So it's kind of this idea of rather than specifically having a a resource group for empowering women leadership within the organization, we're trying Mm -hmm. to empower leadership competencies across the company. Now, we want to be mindful of the unique needs that are there for women or, you know, maybe any other 
underrepresented or minority group, but it would all fall mm-hmm. under that larger umbrella of leadership development. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The um, other way that we... I Go ahead. Sorry. The other way that we do it is we... Um, so there's always that grassroots element, right? And our, our employees, we call them bambooligans. So our bambooligans <laughs> love to connect around activities and interest and, and knowledge. So there's lunch and learns. There's like, there's a camping group. There's a, there's a hammock camping group. There's a, a biking group, but huh. it's, it's places where they get to go out and experience things that they enjoy that enrich and enhance their lives. And then there's also a lot of support and um, motivation where our senior leaders are heavily invested and involved in identifying and supporting the unique needs within their division. So it's a lot more targeted to say, hey, here's what's unique about our employees on our team, but also relative to their jobs and the stresses and success around the work that they do. And so you have um, those senior leaders really looking kind of at a small organizational perspective and, and running programs within their own divisions to help more directly target needs for their team members. Interesting. Love it. Um, we, we have about eight and a half minutes left. Um, our guest is Cassie Whitlock from Bamboo HR, and we're talking about employee resource groups. Um, I want to go off the script for a minute uh, to the to the issue or the the topic Robin mentioned, which is base camp. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I've I've only I've only read I've skimmed the New York Times article. I think it was New York Times, and I've skimmed the memo that they put out. But essentially, to, to try to put it for time's sake, what I what I perceived that they did was base camp did a big culture shift the other day, uh, involving several different things. But the, one of the most uh, profound profound ones was to clamp down on political speech and other types of controversial speech on their Slack channels and other places after having been a culture where they, they were wide open for a long time. Um, and, I, you know, the, that, like what you and do canceled at, at their DE and I canceled their DE&I council was another. Did they cancel they that? Did. I didn't see that. Yep. You know? yep. And that contrasted with somebody that I saw yesterday, Madison Butler, I think is who it was, who commented, sure, you can stop political speech, but it doesn't make those issues go away. And her, I, her comment was, we're still black, we're still trans, we're still queer. You know, so you can't, just because we're not talking about it at work anymore doesn't mean that it's not there. And I'm just curious, Kathy, you know, from a culture shift perspective, like, uh, you know, without trying to jump into base camp specifically, that seems like a huge deal. And, you know, is that like, I don't know, is, is it positive or negative in your estimation at this point? I, I, I don't know how to, to respond to it just yet. Yeah, you know, that's a hard one. So one of our company values is assume the best. Now, that doesn't mean you say, well, I'm sure they're trying to do the right thing and you walk away from it. But it means assume mm-hmm. that there's good intent there. And then you lean in and start to talk about things. So, you know, it, it, as I as you're talking about that, I just, I start to dread inside and I'm like, they must be dealing with some very unique and painful experiences. And, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to say what's the right answer for their organization, but I do think you addressed the right point is we still have to engage. The conversation is still happening. And so where do we come together to have that? And also how can we do it 
in constructive and helpful ways. Again, moving towards action and change, not just frustration and differences. Um, mm-hmm. That's yeah. I'm I'm a moderator by heart. I'm a peacekeeper at heart, and so mm-hmm. I struggle with some of the the tension that we have as we talk about these sensitive and important topics. And and I I yearn for a more respectful level of engaging because I think that's when we can really get good at creating change and and really taking care of the issues that I, I believe I believe that human beings are good in their nature and that folks want to create better. Um, but if we come at it confrontationally, it causes some people to stop listening. I'm like, no, yeah. we need those to listen and participate in the conversation. But you also need to allow someone to express that level of frustration because it's real. And so that's one of the things I love about culture and having values within your organization is these should be guideposts and pillars that help to direct how people interact and act around tough mm-hmm. topic points. Yeah, the great, great response. Thanks. I know that was not on the, I know that wasn't kind of on our list of stuff to talk about, but I think it, it is important to Robin's point. Robin, I wonder if you had a perspective you wanted to comment on there. Um, no, I, you know, I, I always hate jumping in with an opinion too early in the fray because there are still yep. things coming out about it. You know, we saw, we saw the, uh, you know, initial memo yesterday. I was reading some additional information has come out this morning, uh, uh, yeah, as sort of these historical things that were behind this change that um, a long-standing list of customer names and just some inappropriate things that had mm-hmm. happened within the organization for years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I'm kind of withholding judgment because uh, I just don't know. I don't know enough. Yeah, but, and I, I don't either. Kathy's I do point, think it I, must be a huge, yeah, huge, huge decision, though, on their part. I think that's what's worth yeah. noting. Yeah. yeah, we have about three and a half but, minutes left, so we've burned through like a bunch of great conversations very quickly here. Um, I want to try to get to one last question if we can, and that is, Kathy, what what could right now? I think we covered this a little bit, but right now, if you were doing something with ERGs, what would you do in today's environment? Oh, with today's environment, um, that's a good question. It, so at Bamboo HR, I've been having conversations around how can I provide a channel? How can we create a forum that feels natural and authentic to bring forward diverse voices, diverse perspectives and opinions, but also do it in that way where people feel safe, where they know that we're there to listen and to learn. But it's also that delicate balance of, you know, like you mentioned before, Michael, I, I'm not here to teach you about my experience. Like, you need to go out and learn. And yet, you know, we need uh, some, we got to create traction there for individuals who don't naturally gravitate yeah. that way. So that's one of the discussions that we're having is how can you create these natural channels and create the safety around them that really lets you get to the root of the topic and lets people speak freely and then people start to learn and grow. And that's what we're excited about tapping into and getting better at as an organization. Awesome. For all the bamboo um, 
for the yes. Bambooligans. I love that name, by the way. <laughs> I, I wonder if you if they engage in in soccer Bambooligan behavior, though. Uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll leave that. We have we have about two minutes left, Cassie. So first of all, thanks very much for coming on on uh, drive through today. Topic was very interesting. I wish we could go a little bit longer because um, there are a couple other questions that I would like to ask, but we're not going to get those. So maybe we can have you back again someday, and we can do another round of this. Um, but for the folks Love that to are going to listen to. Letter. Thank you. The, for the folks that are listening um, or, or will listen in the future on download, um, share with folks information where they might want might sorry where they may reach out to you if they if they want to do so. You bet. First, um, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Cassie Whitlock, and under Bamboo HR, or come to our website, bambooHR.com. We've got a blog with great resources there, and I would also invite you to come listen to. Our podcast is called The Era, and it's hosted by our CEO, Brad Rencher, and we're talking about all things HR and culture. And you do a fabulous virtual summit every year, so people should watch for that. Yes, we do, in the fall, so October, November. Awesome. Well, we're down to 45 seconds, so we're going to call, the, we're going to call it a show at this point. So thanks very much for being our guest today on Drive Through HR this show well, there's another show tomorrow if you're if you're listening uh, listening in today at any point and uh, and then we're taking at least I'm taking next week off because I have a conference experience <laughs> I need to uh, participate in so thanks for joining us Kathy Robin have a great rest of the week have a great day thank bye. you bye.